Well, folks, it's almost that time of year. We are a mere matter of days away from the 2022-23 NBA season tip-off. I am so excited because, let's be honest, this is primarily a basketball podcast. Most of the things we talk about are basketball, and the best things, the best content we have is basketball content. So Lucas and I are both very excited, and I have taken the liberty of giving a very in-depth uh, season prediction uh, from really top to bottom. There's a whole lot of stuff we have to talk about. So I'm going to be talking about my predictions to Lucas, and Lucas will be giving his responses, um, and we will get his reactions and whether he agrees or disagrees, and if he disagrees, what he thinks will happen instead. Uh, Lucas, anything you want to say before we start? Um, you know, yeah, I'm also really excited for the season. Um, I think football is fun, but it's just not me, you know? Like, well said. Basketball Very well is, said. is where it is. Like, I love football, and I love my Niners, but... It's so hard for me to like get into a whole like NFL like you know understand the storylines of every team and like what's going on. It's like I kind of like end up getting that anyway just by like osmosis. But <laughs> with basketball, it's like I actually care. You know, I have an opinion on all thirty teams in the NBA. So um, right, I'm really excited too. Let's uh, let's get into it. I'm excited yeah. to see these these takes. Basketball, basketball, I believe is the most entertaining sport. Anyways, so first thing we're gonna start with is regular season standings in the East. The number one seed I have for this season is the Cleveland Cavaliers, followed by the Boston Celtics at the two seed, Milwaukee Bucks at the three seed, Miami at the four seed, the Atlanta Hawks at the five seed, and the Brooklyn Nets at the six seed. Those are the teams who are guaranteed a full playoff series. And the play-in teams, I've got Philadelphia at number seven, the Chicago Bulls at number eight, the Toronto Raptors at number nine, and the Charlotte Hornets squeaking in at number 10. And the teams outright missing the playoffs are going to be the New York Knicks, Washington Wizards, Detroit Pistons, Orlando Magic, and Indiana Pacers in that order. Lucas, top to bottom, what are your thoughts? Um, I think, first of all, uh, the number one seed, I think, is the most ridiculous take this whole list, I hope, has. Because <laughs> there's no fucking way that the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be the one seed. Um, I, I, I think that they have a good roster. I really like how it's built. Um, I've made this mistake, though, in the past. Like, hopping on teams that are, are like, freshly built and look really good on paper. Um, because... In reality, every single time this happens, it doesn't click right away. It takes time. Like to build like a, a roster that is going to consistently win games. Like I had, um, I had before. Like the first year that the Brooklyn Nets were created, this this version of the Brooklyn Nets was created. I thought they would be the one seed, um, and it didn't work out that way. And, and obviously, it take it takes time. Um, I felt I was I was a little bit early on the Suns too. Um, I think in two or three years, I could easily see the Cavaliers being the number one seed. But right now, in the top tier of the Eastern Conference for me, I have four teams. I think that the Boston Celtics are the best team in the East, and I don't think it's close. Then I have the Milwaukee Bucks, I have the Miami Heat, and I have the Philadelphia 76ers. I think these teams are teams that are going to be one through, f one through four, maybe not necessarily in that order, but I really don't see any other team cracking this um and the cavaliers are a great team i think that they're right on the outside of this but you know to put them at the number one seed means that they have to be better than all of those teams i don't at all see that happening 
Um, I think I agree with your take more than you agree with mine. Um, okay. I I mean, here's the thing. Like, you know, yeah, it's it's super easy to say that Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, and Philadelphia are going to be the top four in the East, and it's them and everybody else. But here's the thing, like. It's almost too easy to say that. The NBA is never that predictable. You know, mm-hmm. the, it's it's been that way in the East for kind of a long time now. The power dynamic in the East has been this way pretty much since LeBron left. And it's, you know, it's 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 bound to change at some point, right? It's it's got to happen sometime. I see Cleveland as that variable that could, you know, set off the shift in the power dynamic and it almost seems too predictable and not NBA enough for the East to shake out that predictably. Okay, I, I, I definitely see what you're saying. And I think you're right. Like, you know, the odds that I, what I said is actually true, which is that those four teams are the top four seeds, very low, right? Most likely, you know, someone's going to have like a key injury or uh, it's like there's going to be some drama and some trades that go down, um, especially with, with what Brooklyn Nets and how they just like to screw over everything over there. Um I can see that happening. I definitely can see, you know, the the 76ers specifically potentially falling. You know, what happens if if Giannis gets hurt, you know? And then the Bucks are are a 6 seed or something like that. I, I don't think that it actually will happen like that, but I I just think based on It's the most likely. That's the most likely. Yeah. I, I if I was to if I was to put money on it, that's what I would say. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that, you know, Vegas would probably agree with me. Um I, I agree that Cleveland is a team that can it's the most, absolutely. It's the like most likely, but up. it might not be the most realistic. You know, you know I, like personally, I could easily, I could see, I could see the Brooklyn Nets putting it together and being better than the Cleveland Cavaliers this year. Like, I think that the, that a newly created team that looks really good is also equally risky to be bad. You know, like it's a whole new, it's a whole new thing they got going on over there. So. Um, they could be great. Uh, I think more likely they will be a solid team in the East. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, um, every word you've said is right, but this is just like the one single scenario I think that I'm going to go with. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, and, and if this does happen, then guess what? You're going to look like a genius. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the teams in the Atlanta, Chicago, Toronto tier? Yeah, that's a great um, question. I think I'm I'm really excited to see Atlanta, although I do hate Trey Young. But th- what happened with Atlanta is probably best for me because they got another All Star guard, which means that if they win, I'm just gonna say it was Dejounte Murray the whole time. <laughs> so uh, they gave me a little bit of an out. I think that the backcourt is gonna be really good, and obviously Murray's a great defender, so um, that's gonna help. But I like the Raptors out of those out of that tier. Um, I, I I think those two are good. I so the Chicago Bulls kind of fell apart towards last year. Demar Derozan had an amazing first half. I don't know if that's going to happen again, but they're getting back these key injuries that they had last year. Look, well, Lonzo Ball. We'll talk about Lonzo yeah. Ball. Um, but Alex Caruso coming back is very big for them. Um, I definitely see these as the, as the next tier in uh, in the East, and I think that this kind of once we once we get past there, we then start seeing these teams that you're like, oh, are these guys just gonna go for Wembenyama? You know? Yeah. Are these guys gonna start 
I trying think, to yeah. get some some losses. So I completely agree with you to say that these are the next tier. Um, out of them, I I like I like Toronto as the best team, and then I like um, Atlanta and then Chicago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, with Lonzo Ball. This guy says he can't walk or something like that. Yeah. Like his, it's somehow getting worse. <laughs> I don't get the yeah. How is it? How is it worse now? Um, and like I feel bad for him, and he's really big for them. Yeah, he's a great piece. Yeah, like, yeah, no, Lon- like Chicago Lonzo when he's playing is the best Lonzo we've seen. Totally, yeah. So he would help them win a lot of games. Um, yeah, if you Chicago's got- Chicago's going to be very dependent on Lonzo's help. Exactly, like a, a, a Chicago team that has uh, normally playing Demar Derozan. A Zach Levine, an Alex Caruso, and a Nikola Vucevic, um, with no Lonzo, you know, I'm thinking eight seed, personally. With Lonzo, hey, maybe maybe, maybe yeah. they do some stuff. Yeah, I think I think Lonzo's probably the difference between going out in the play-in and getting a getting a full playoff series. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Obviously, all of this we could just be eating our words. We could be yeah. completely wrong about everything. Right. Um, yeah, I, I sort of have this in both conferences. There are nine good teams and then six garbage teams. And yeah, between nine and ten, like there's a clear drop off. I think you know Charlotte, New York, Washington, Detroit, Orlando, Indiana, not worth talking about. They're yeah. probably you know I think it is in their best interest to lose this season. Um, I I completely agree. I don't think they have any chance at a championship. Any of these teams. Um, what I thought was interesting. Also, did you see the injury to Lonzo or to uh, Lamelo? I did um, not. He has a high ankle sprain. Oh, in his left leg, I believe. <laughs> And if I was the Hornets with the whole Miles Bridges thing, I might Shut say, it down. <laughs> oh, oh no, man, like, you're not going to be able to play this year. That sucks. Like, Bummer. Because <laughs> that would actually potentially be perfect for them yeah. um, to not to just take this season and say, you know what? We have a good young thing that we got going on here. Let's let's wait it out a year. Yeah. Um, not No point in rushing it. Yeah. Same thing with everyone else. I think that the Washington Wizards might be in a situation where they accidentally win too many games. <laughs> right. Um, that's what that's what happens when you sign Bradley Beal to a five-year contract. Yeah, and also Kyle Kuzma thinks that he is, has something to prove every year, so <laughs> yeah. he's going to go to try to prove it. Yeah. Also, you know, they're not a terrible team, like, yeah. you know, with uh, Porzingis and right. all that. And they got Otto Porter. No, they didn't. Auto- Toronto got Otto Porter. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> all right. So Toronto for the ship. Yes. Um, okay, moving on to the West, here's what I've got. Number one seed, I've got the Memphis Grizzlies, followed by the Los Angeles Clippers, then our Golden State Warriors at three, the Denver Nuggets at four, the Minnesota Timberwolves at five, the New Orleans Pelicans at six, the Phoenix Suns at seven, Los Angeles Lakers at eight, the Dallas Mavericks at nine, the Portland Trail Blazers at 10, Sacramento Kings at 11, and this is where it gets rough, Utah Jazz at 12, OKC at 13, Houston at 14, and the San Antonio Spurs, I believe, will have not just the worst record in the West, but the worst record in the NBA, falling at 15 in the West. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, well, what really stands out to me is the Phoenix Suns on yeah, this list. I know that, like, I would, I would agree that that is probably my yeah. hottest. Having Phoenix at 7... I definitely think that's an overreaction. Um, I actually, I, I honestly don't see that. How? <laughs> like how? Here's here's my thing with I, I've I've explained this to you before, but maybe maybe not on maybe not while recording. My thing with Phoenix is, you know, the players were like, you know, last season, like, all right, this is a prove it season. We got to bring it each game, every game, and then we got to do it again in the playoffs. And Phoenix had. You know, past the regular season with flying colors, they had the best record in the NBA 
pretty comfortably. And then they fucking blew it in the second round. And now Phoenix is like, fuck, we just we just did all that to get embarrassed in the second round. And now now Phoenix isn't about I don't think Phoenix is about, you know, doing it in the regular season again. I think they're about like, all right, let's, you know, maybe not coast to the regular season, but for lack of a better phrase, coast to the regular season and really prepare for the playoffs. Let's, you know, take the playoffs more seriously. Let's not make it about the regular season. Let's make it about the playoffs. So I do think best, even best case scenario, Phoenix shifts their focus away from the regular season and towards the playoffs. However, I think, I think, you know, just with the disappointment of last season, that's really going to lower the morale going into this season. I think that's going to cause some problems. And then also to the off the court issues in Phoenix, I think those don't help at all. Um, and yeah, like, I think that Phoenix team didn't get better this offseason. I really don't think they got better. Um, they're going to trade Jay Crowder, which, you know, you shouldn't trade someone who shoots 80% from three on national television um, because that could be really helpful in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, like Phoenix Phoenix did not, didn't get better at all this offseason. And, you know, at the end of the end of the playoffs, they, they got worse. You know, like they revealed themselves as a team that really isn't that good. And I think now that they know it, wow. they're, you know, realistically, I think they're just going to like, I think there's going to be a lot of turmoil in the regular season because it's like, fuck, man, like last season went as well as it possibly could have and it still fell apart. You know what? Like why? Like I just think motivation in Phoenix is going to be super low and, you know, and who knows how all the off court issues with Sarver come into play in Phoenix. That's why I have Phoenix as low as they do. You know, other teams got better. They did not, and they revealed themselves as a team that maybe isn't that good. Wow. Um, okay. All right. I, I honestly, I've, I've got about Phoenix. I have the, I have a different take, which is that here's my take. This is kind of a joke, but getting rid of Jay Crowder allows you to actually win the finals, <laughs> right? Because Jay Crowder, a Jay Crowder team, is a team that makes a deep playoff run and loses. Everyone knows <laughs> true. this, right? Now they're they're, they're getting that, they're getting rid of their hex. Exactly. You have a ceiling with Jay yeah. Crowder. Uh, keep talking. I'm just gonna um, put the dog back. In sure. Uh, I I agree with 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 the off the court stuff, and I agree that they didn't get better, and I think that they're gonna get a little bit worse as a team going into next year. You However, you definitely can't expect them to be as good as they were last season. I I agree with that. I agree with that, and. I think that you know Chris Paul is really old now, and they're not trying to prove anything anymore. Um, however, I still think that a great team, like a, a, a team that is capable of winning a ton of regular season games, as we've seen this team to be, is not going to let themselves become a seven seed. I think that I do not have them any lower than a four seed in the West, um, given that if obviously you know like a team like the warriors right they understand that you know you don't have to be the one seed to win a championship absolutely and i think that the suns have to realize that too obviously yes. after last year and they're not going to go for the best record in the league necessarily they're probably going to rest chris paul a lot more than they did but you're going to realize oh you know what hey we've got <coughs> 30 games less left in the season and we're the 6 seed i think that the phoenix suns kick it into high gear because I think they're a capable team of winning many games, and you know that you're not going to win the championship below the four seed. You just know that. So yeah. you you, um, you need home court in the first round. To... I th- yeah, and, there, and I think there is 
enough motivation in that to give the team uh, a purpose during the regular season. I also think off-the-court stuff doesn't always translate to on-the-court bad play. I think that what we saw with with Brooklyn is a different situation because oh, all the off-court yeah. stuff led to players actually not playing, right? In this case, DeAndre Aiden is going to play, right? He's going to play. We're going to have Devin Booker. You're going to have Chris Paul. You're going to have Mikal Bridges. You're going to have Cam Johnson coming off the bench shooting 100% from three. Um, Cam, they might, depending on who they get for Crowder, they might slot Cam Johnson into the starting line. Exactly, yeah. And I think, I think he's great. I really think he's a great piece for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I see them as a top seed in the West, and I really hope you don't take them in our NBA pick'em that we'll do, and I'm sure we'll <laughs> end up uh, going over that on this podcast. I was actually, I was actually thinking about that earlier today. we gotta, we got to send a text in that chat. They will be mine. We, actually <laughs> should, we should do that really soon. I'm yeah, not, we should. I'm, I'm excited for that. Before, that, Yeah, before someone gets that's hurt. That's like my favorite thing, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, uh, for those who don't know, if you're listening, if you're one of the eight listeners that we have. Um, <laughs> if you're that person listening in Belgium. On, yeah, shout out to you. Um, for it real. Have, it m- still might have been me. We're not really sure. <laughs> um, we do a pick every year with our friends Eli and Dylan and potentially some other friends too, uh, where we go and we pick uh, NBA teams. It's a wins pool, so whoever gets the most wins out of all of those NBA teams in a snake draft uh, you get some money. I won last year, no big deal. I won because I picked the Cavs in like the second to last round and the and the Hornets in the last round. So, no big deal. I also picked the Celtics, I think, in the third round. Yep. Nice. Yep. Thank you. Um, let's see other other Western Conference. Yeah. Things. What do you, What do you think about Memphis at one? Um, Memphis at one. I like Memphis at one. Yeah. I think they're a really hungry young team, and they're gonna try to win every regular season game, and they're really fucking good. Um, yeah. I don't like John Morant. That's because I'm a Warriors fan. That's fine. I can absolutely see them being the number one seed. I love Desmond Bain. Um, uh, let's see. The the Clippers at number two. I I don't know. I mean, I, I think that they have a really deep, great roster. And they're finally complete. And last year, they were um, one of those fringe playoff teams without their two best players. So... I can absolutely see them being up there. However, um, I kind of view the Clippers and the Nuggets as the same situation, Mm -hmm. where the Nuggets, they have the best player in the world of all time, Nikola Jokic, (laughs) um, which is obviously not, I'm not actually saying that. Um, And they're getting back two, like, fringe all-star level players to make their depth Uh... go crazy. Let's not forget about Michael Porter. Michael Porter is legit. I, bro, I remember. I remember we looked at his. I remember one time we were at the gym and I looked at his stats and we were like, "He's not that good." No, that is not at all what we said. We looked at his stats and we said, "Oh shit, he is good." I'm serious. Like we might have to. We might have to do that again, um, because I believe in Michael Porter, and I think it was because we were talking about a contract situation. Maybe. He said, "Oh, he's not worth like twenty million or some shit like nah, that." No, I, I said he's not worth a max. Oh, and he has a max. Uh, does I believe it does? Yes. Let's let's make sure. Here we go. We got basketballreference.com. I'm sure everyone who listens to this podcast also goes to there. In the season of 21-22, he... those are the nine games. Don't don't look at that. Oh, season. not nine games. Um, at, 61 games in 2020-2021. He got a total of 19 points per game. 0.9 blocks, 0.7 steals, 1.1 assists, 7.3 rebounds, 
and he did all that while shooting an effective field goal percentage of 64.3%, a two-point percentage of 62.8%, and a three-point percentage of 44.5%. That is efficiency. That's incredible efficiency. From a young player at the age of 22, 22, you give that man a max. He's better than Jordan Poole. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whoa. 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 <laughs> Holy! Think about it. Think about it. Let, let's compare. Let's compare. Holy season. cannoli! Let, holy cannoli! <laughs> this is crazy. All right, uh, let's compare seasons. Okay, okay. Keep in mind too. Keep in mind. Keep in mind. I will concede that Michael Porter has better stats than Jordan Poole. Okay. All right. Okay. Jordan Poole is a is better is is a better NBA player than. than but Michael what Porter what what leads you to believe that he's a better NBA player? If it's one, not his staying stats healthy. Better. Two. Okay. Winning. That's not three. Fair. Three. That's not fair. You can't say winning. Winning? <laughs> winning. Really? He's on the best team. Like He has a ring. Of, of the last generation. <laughs> he has a ring. He was a top four player on a team that won a ring. Michael Porter, if they won a ring, would be a top four player on a team that won a ring. Right, but, the, but they, he's, might, he's, they have he's, championship potential this year. Yeah, I, but like I don't... Okay. Okay. Is is Michael Porter good enough to be a top four player on a championship winning team? Jordan, would you, would you agree that Jordan Poole's best season was this season? I think that that's... No, I think it was his rookie year. Okay, facts. <laughs> No, his rookie was terrible. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, okay, Jordan Poole this season got 18.5 points per game, 0.3 blocks, 0.8 steals, 4 assists, 3.4 rebounds, and he did that all with an effective field goal percentage of 54.8, a 2-point percentage of 55, and a 3-point percentage of 36.4%. <laughs> all significantly lower significantly lower than Michael Porter. If you're just comparing straight stats, you're saying you gotta who's look a better at, like, defender? Pool, pool's impact, though. Pool had a ton of impact. Who's a better defender? That's not the point. It's not even close, right? <laughs> Michael Porter is a way better Bro, defender. There are, there are, who's a more there efficient are guy, player There are guys in the G League who are better. Don't bring up defense. All right? no, no, That's exactly. not fair. That's not fair. Who's a better player on offense? Well, if you look at the stats, it's Michael Porter. Um, I, w- I don't know. If, like Stats, yes. But like here's the thing. Like In reality, like... Jordan Poole, when he's on the court, plays like a one option, and he, like Jordan Poole attracts a lot more defense. He, he, you know, he plays a lot more on ball offense. So I think it's easier to put up better percentages when you play off ball like Michael Porter. Well, he was averaging more points per game. Right, but he, he was getting better looks. And Jordan Poole was only getting four assists in that on ball position. Which, I mean, I know Jordan Poole's game, and I think that he is more of a shot creator than he is a no, sorry, a, a, a shot maker than he is a shot creator. Given that, like, if he has the ball, he's gonna he's gonna make you know he's gonna cut to the basket and, and do a crazy move and flip it up and in, or he's gonna do a crazy step back and hit a three. Where Michael Porter, you know, he doesn't get assists, but like, he's getting assists. He's getting assisted too. I mean, by Nikola Jokic, right? What's your point? I'm saying that these, <laughs> you these, lost are, me. these are the two methods of scoring, right? You can either yeah. do it on your own or you can have the team do it yourself. I don't think that that means that you're a better player if you do it all on your own. Um, necessarily, I mean, I'm saying, I like, you know, if Michael Porter was on the Warriors, we would, he would, we would use right, him he, to here, a level here, that was thing. We, we know, equally we know, as impactful. We know we can run an offense through Jordan Poole. Right, you can't, I agree with that. You can't he, run an offense through You can't through, run an offense through Michael, through Michael Porter. Porter Jr. But who is more valuable as a player? I gotta give it to Michael Porter. Uh, Offensively, I still want Poole. But you look at the stats, man. It, it's, it, there are, there's a lot more to basketball than stats. Okay. He's got a better ball handle. <laughs> I'll yeah. Give me that. And he like here like here's the, like he's taking w- much more difficult shots. 
But is that a good thing? Sometimes, yeah, like, sometimes no. Like, sometimes they're stupid shots. Like, like here's the thing. If it was, if it was a bad thing, I would have said he's taking stupider shots. But he's taking more difficult shots. Like, sometimes defense plays good and you have to take it to the teeth of the defense. And Poole can still sometimes score in the teeth of the defense. It's true. Um, I think Michael Porter is still capable of getting a bucket, too, if he needs one. His yeah. range game is great. Shot 60% from two-point range. Um, and his but three-point range. Jordan Poole's him. Right. I forgot, but forgot about that. Right, yeah. That's no, actually, I mean, well, well, that's yeah. facts. Like, the, like, Jordan Poole is him and, and Michael Porter is not him. Yeah. We can leave it at that. Jordan Poole gets punched in the face while Michael Porter Jr. yells at tow truck drivers. And also has, like, insane, like, nervous system problems and... He's just not healthy yeah. as a person. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, no. I mean, it's like, and plus, too, it's like, I don't understand how you can say someone who played nine games last year is, is better than someone who, like, was a, like, at times well, a, a two option of a championship team. Let's take exactly what you just said. And don't remember don't, that don't, don't, when we go to your not, top do 20 not talk players. About Kawhi Leonard. Because we're, we have Kawhi but Leonard we're not gonna, as your number not gonna... six best player in the NBA right now. Okay. A player who did not play a single game. <laughs> but here's my thing. Everyone heard that, right? Right, we right, all right. Heard what he just and said and, and I, want, I want people to remember the last time Kawhi Leonard sat out a season, the next season he won a championship and a finals MVP. I'm not worried about Kawhi Leonard coming back. I'm not worried about that. Okay. I am worried about okay, Michael okay, Porter okay. Jr. All right, someone just, who's been hurt since college. I just wanted to get that out there because what you just said was was directly I, in contradiction to what you are about to and say. And I don't think that I I I think we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. But I think Kawhi Leonard more than deserves an exception because he has proven it. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. Fine. Um, the other things that I think are interesting with this Western Conference ranking. Uh, you have the Los Angeles Lakers playing better than the Dallas Mavericks this year. I agree. The Dallas Mavericks are not good. And they probably got worse losing Jalen Brunson and getting Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the moves that they made this offseason. But Luka, is Luka really going to let them miss the playoffs? Uh, I have an auspicious feeling that he's going to get hurt. Ooh. Because, like, think about it. Luka hasn't been hurt yet. Okay. Luke hasn't been hurt yet. And then, like, here's the thing: it's like, if 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 you gather all the stars in the NBA, thirty percent of them get hurt. Yeah. And it's like Luca hasn't been hurt yet. He he's due. And like like I don't want I don't want I don't want anything. think. This isn't me wishing Luca ill will. This isn't me hoping he gets hurt. I hope he stays healthy. He's good for basketball. He's fun to watch. He's a great player. Good competition. Good guy. But, like I don't know. I just had this feeling. It's like, when teams tend to hedge all their bets on one player and suck, suck donkey balls outside that player, it usually doesn't go well. And, you know, like, look at the Lakers. You know, they, they did it with two players, and it still didn't work. Mm-hmm. Dallas is doing it with one player, and their team outside of Luka is a 14 seed, you know. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and you, you run the risk of a player getting, like, even if Luka misses... A quarter of the season. That's a quarter of the season where they don't win any games. You know, it's like... Uh-huh. So, it's like, in order for Dallas to be a, a, a top six seed, Luka needs to play the full season. You know, right. he needs to play, you know, 76 games or more. In order for Dallas to make the play-in, Luka needs to stay healthy for at least 60 games, probably more. Um, and, you know, here's the thing. It's like... We have no reason to believe Luca's going to get hurt, but we also have no reason to believe that he's going to stay healthy either. You know? Okay. Um, like, 
the the house of cards that is the Dallas Mavericks is very fragile. Okay, I I agree. If Luca is injured, he takes he spends time um, injured this year. That team is really 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 bad, and they're gonna lose a lot of games in that scenario. Um, so yeah, I mean I I see what you're saying. Um, there and I agree that someone you know someone's got to be out you know like there's there's probably nine teams out of those nine teams those are teams that are you know pretty solid yeah. on paper there's there's nine of them that look like they could make it to the playoffs and yeah. one of them is gonna is gonna find themselves right. outside of that same same with the East um, yeah same same with the East definitely yeah. um, another thing though that I wanted to ask about you have the Minnesota Timberwolves as the five seed last year obviously they were the eight seed. Uh, seven. Seven seed. Um, losing in the first round. I think they took a game, right? They took a game. Minnesota? Um, they took two. Two games? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you think that Rudy Gobert is good? Huh. Huh. <laughs> I think Rudy Gobert improves that team. Okay. All <laughs> right. Um, I have... I, have dial- I, I still think Rudy Gobert is... Heinously overrated. Right. Um, I am now willing to concede that he might have a positive impact on the defensive end of the floor. <laughs> okay. Um, which is something um, which is something Minnesota strongly I needs. Think, I think your cop-out should have been to say that Anthony Edwards is going to be way better this year. That's what I said. Right. Um, <laughs> I can see Anthony Edwards taking it. Reminder, this go year. back and edit that. Yeah, let's clip it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I definitely see if Anthony... Well, I mean, obviously they lost. Now, Minnesota's going to get a lot better. I, I think so too. If um, Carl, Carl Anthony Towns is playing great, and Anthony, if Anthony Edwards decides to play potentially better than Carl Anthony Towns, they have two really really good players on that team. Oh yeah, obviously with Rudy Gobert, that's going to be a good defensive. You, you know, it, that is <laughs> that is a good defense in itself. We yeah. saw it happen with Utah, where they had terrible defenders all around him, and then just because Rudy Gobert was there, it was a good defense. So um, yeah. I think they have a good defense. I think that their offense is going to be potentially electric this year. Yeah. Um, I want to so, yeah. I want to explain my my pendulum theory of the NBA. I think I've explained it to you before, but I think this is going to be interesting to get uh, on record or on record. Um, so back in 20, uh, 2015, when the Warriors won the championship, they did it by playing small ball. They were the first team to make not not the first team ever, but the first team jump shooters. Yeah, yeah, to make you know small ball and jump shooting cool, and then you know within two seasons, everyone's fucking doing it. And you know, so Golden State, the Golden State Warriors found success by being the first team to go against the grain and do it better than everyone else. And now, now the whole league is fucking doing it again. Now, what Minnesota's got going on? They've got some classic two thousands basketball. You know, where you've got guys who you know, you've got a, you know someone of a Tim Duncan or Dirk Nowitzki or Kevin Garnett size at the four, and you've still got a you've still got a five. Um, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying Carlton Towns plays like them, but just in terms of size, okay, you know, how you how you line your team up, um. And I just, I just see, I just see some similarities between, you know, Minnesota now and where Golden State was in that 2014 offseason. You know, they made the playoffs, got out in the first round, went out early. They've got, they've got a good play, they've got a good all-star player who's in his mid 20s, maybe ready to take a jump. They bring in a couple pieces. They're clearly looking to improve. And, you know, like I'm, I, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying Minnesota is gonna do what Golden State did you know, uh, what was it, seven, eight years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, but the signs are starting to point in that direction. And if Minnesota 
you know, does does what Golden State did eight years ago, but in reverse, you know, they're going against the grain by playing with Twin Towers again. They're going against the grain by playing big again. Um, and Minnesota creates a lot, you know, the same way that Golden State created a lot of matchup nightmares, in the opposite way, the Minnesota Timberwolves create a lot of matchup nightmares, and they could be a problem for a, for a lot of for a lot of teams that are built differently than them, and they could find success in the same way the Warriors did. And so I think for that reason, you know, I think Minnesota has a, you know, it could certainly, you know, it's it's an experiment for sure, and it could totally not work out. That's very much on the table. But I think Minnesota has a very high ceiling and a higher chance of reaching that ceiling than a lot of other teams. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, obviously. Cat as the four is interesting because well he you know he is a great shooter and he does play a lot around the perimeter and I think that Rudy Gobert being down low is probably going to force him out a little bit uh-huh. um, or they're just going to have to actually resort to doing that twin towers type of offense where you literally have two people on each side of the post yeah um, I, I think, think something that, I think they could do yeah. pretty well with that um, but like the style that this has been recently what I'm seeing and I I think you might might be right here about but like how it could flip towards this way um some big fours in the league are obviously Giannis where we have Brooke Lopez who stretches the floor or you kind of have one player go out um with Cleveland you have Evan Mobley and you have Jared Allen with that it's it's more of what we're saying here where like Evan Mobley's kind of going to play in the mid-range he's going to finish down low if he can then he can stretch the floor every once in a while um so yeah, I mean, I think that this could potentially spark something new and interesting. Um, I think that their players are are good. Just like basically, my explanation for why that could be good is probably a little bit different than yours. Um, but I'm interested to see how it's going to play out. And I also, I'm really interested to see Cat's role on this team and how mm-hmm. it's going to develop with Rudy Gobert. We might start to see, oh, Rudy Gobert, <laughs> he's really clogging up the paint. You know, potentially. That, yeah. that also could be another option. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah. Okay, so... What do you think about New Orleans? New Orleans is going to be really good. Yeah, it like... There's uh, too many good teams. Yeah, for real. Yeah, they're like... they're like. There I remember we, we, were walking, we, were, we were walking home from the library. We said they're going to be like... Probably like 21 to 23 teams that are going for it. After thinking it out, I think it's very clear that 18 teams are going to go for it and 12 teams are not. I think we're completely right about that. And the, the six teams in the West... That have no chance, I think. I, mean, I think we're we're all right about this. And I think, but I think there are kind of two tiers to this. Um, Trailblazers at ten. You have Sacramento Kings at eleven. Utah Jazz at twelve. OKC, Houston, San Antonio. Uh, the two tiers that I see here, and I can absolutely see this going wrong um, for the Sacramento Kings and the Portland Trailblazers, <laughs> two franchises that just never have known what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> Obviously, this year, what you should do is not win games, right? Yeah. You should tank. And this is perfect <laughs> Sacramento, for the Sacramento Kings Sacramento, to make the playoffs for the first time. Right, yeah. As Sacramento, Sacramento has a chance has a chance to squeak in at the 10 seed because there are only nine teams going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that, like, here's the thing. Sacramento's great. Sacramento's horrible. I'm actually going to, I might have to place a bet on this. Sacramento is making the playoffs this year as the 8 seed. As the playoffs or play in? They're going to make the play in and get out of it. And they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs for the first time in sixteen wow. years, and it's gonna fuck them over because they're gonna have no chance at the lottery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my thing with Sacramento is they're 
great at unintentionally taking uh-huh. and horrible at intentionally taking. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that that's why I have them at the 11 seed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, going back to New Orleans real quick. I mean, you could say this about a lot of teams, but I think it is more more with New Orleans than any other team ever. It is so cut and dry. It just depends on their health. Mm-hmm. Like, if New Orleans is healthy, I think they are a play, not like a team that you know, makes the playoffs as a six seed. And if they're not healthy, who knows? Um, you like, I'm not really worried about that team clicking. Um, just because I, I I think the pieces go all together and they've got good players. They're talented. Yes, they're simply put. And they showed it, they showed it in the second half. Of yeah, last year yeah, they're too. good. They're they're a good team. Um, you know the you know the only red flag is health, but it's a very very big red flag. Um, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, yeah we, we talked about pretty much something about the Grizzlies. Yeah, you know I, I I agree with the things you had to say about them. They're a team that is very good and they love to win in the regular season. And they they feel like they still have something to prove in the regular season. I feel like, um, and you know, they Fortnite dance and they gritty. So it's like I hate them so much. Of of course they're gonna you know like, of of course they're gonna go hard in every regular season game because they want to celebrate winning every regular season game. Yeah. Um, we have not talked about a team we love to talk about on this podcast, and that is the Los Angeles Lakers, <laughs> and I have them at the eight seed. Uh, which somehow is an improvement yeah. over last season. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I, and should I bring in Coburn? Let's bring in. We should okay. definitely bring in Coburn for right. this. Um, Get start on that. I will. I will bring in Coburn. Yeah. Um, okay. So my thoughts on the AT. I think it's right. I think uh, no way that team stays healthy throughout the whole year. Um, although I definitely see them being an improvement over last year. Like, like. Uh, it doesn't get much worse, and I and it takes time. Like I was just saying earlier, it takes time for teams to click. Russell Westbrook, there's yeah. no way he's gonna have as bad of a season as he did last year. Um, so I think that they have potential to be good, but they're not gonna be better than any of these these teams that I, I see above them. Like, look, we're talking about the Phoenix Suns at the seven seed here. Not gonna happen. Lakers are not gonna be better than the Suns. <coughs> probably not gonna be better than the Pelicans. Probably not gonna be better than the new Timberwolves. Um, and you know, Grizzlies, Warriors, Clippers, Nuggets. Like, can you really tell me that, that the Lakers are going to be better than them? Um, it's it's really hard. So I like the idea of them as an eight seed. I think they could end up again missing the playoffs, which I think would be insane for That'd LeBron. Be hilarious. Uh, I would and, love it. But, you know... I'm not even a LeBron hater. I'm just a Laker hater. Again, that team is not going to stay healthy. For, it's just not. Yeah. They, they can't. So maybe Pat Bev <laughs> can put something on. All right, we've got Justin Coburn, resident Lakers fan, yes. to talk about the Lakers yeah, this yeah. year. Let's check out this Western Conference ranking that Greenberg has here. Uh, we have, this is not, actually, this is a decision. Los Angeles Lakers at the eight seed. Sorry about the dog barking, everyone. At the eight seed. Above them, above them, you'll see the Suns. We talked about that already. Mm-hmm. Um what do you think about the Los Angeles Lakers at the eight seed? Where do you where do you see as a Lakers fan the Lakers finishing this year and being seeded? At a minimum, the four seed. You think worst case scenario they're a four seed? W- worse, absolutely the worst. Everything goes wrong, they're a four seed. <laughs> oh my god! After what happened last season, because <laughs> last, last season has proven a lot can go wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, I I can't really predict injuries like. I can. I can. I think we, I think we can predict. <laughs> really? Injury. I think LeBron is going to get injured, and Anthony Davis is going to get injured. I think we can <laughs> That's say that. That's not cool, man. You can't say. It's I'm not. I don't want that to happen. I'm not saying. 
I want LeBron or Anthony Davis. Getting I want it to happen. No, I'm kidding. I, I think I like. Come on, Anthony Davis. I Anthony think, Davis can't go two weeks. I think healthy. a healthy Lakers team is a playoff contender. Yeah, but is it a okay. is it is it a championship contender? No, it's a championship. Contender? Like, no. here's the thing: so many other teams got good this offseason, got better this offseason. L.A. did not get better this offseason. Their roster outside of those three, two. Well, no, Russell Russell Westbrook. Their was, roster I'm got a lot better this year. Oh, come on. They added Thomas Bryant. Oh! <laughs> Juan Toscano-Anderson, let's not forget. And Damian Lonnie Jones. Wa- Lonnie, Damian Walker. Jones. Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker. Wow, wow. Kendrick Nunn will be back and healthy. Ooh! Wow. That's, great. That's great. Austin Reeves is going to be in the second year of his promising career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Westbrook's uh, more motivated than ever. Okay, I'll agree with the Westbrook part. I, Westbrook is going to be better this, this year than he was last year. I think it just, a lot of times it takes time. Yeah. Pat and, Bev is going to give you some good minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I, don't, I, I think Pat Bev... A healthy Bev, AD is unstoppable. I think Pat Bev in the LA spotlight, it'll take him about two weeks to do something stupid, and then everyone's going to turn on him, and then he's going to hate playing I'm basketball I'm sorry, did LA. he play for the Clippers? Yeah, that's facts. Bro, in don't LA, don't tell me. Bro, hold on, hold on. Don't tell me the Clippers have the same spotlight as the Lakers. Don't tell me the Clippers Dude, have. He lives in his own spotlight. Like, <laughs> no, but yeah, but like, the like, there's no media circus around the Clippers. There is a media circus around the Lakers, and like Lakers fans even a bit. It's like, like Lakers fans are like Clippers who Clippers what Clippers don't exist. Clippers are little brother. Like, you know, it's like like don't tell me that the Clippers aren't playing the same LA that the Lakers do. They don't. Yeah, figuratively. In, figuratively they play speaking, in literally the same stadium. Figuratively speaking, even no one shows up, and also that all the statues outside are Lakers players. Fact. My thing with the Lakers is, I think this season they're gonna kind of recalibrate their expectations and have a lower ceiling and a higher floor. Because last season they're like, yeah, we're championship contenders. Let's get back to the promised land. Now they're like, we can't fucking miss the playoffs again. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think. Similar, similar to Brooklyn. I think I think they're gonna have a similar mindset as Brooklyn. It's like, all right, let's take it one game at a time. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We need to focus on the present. Um, and I I feel very comfortable about about the Lakers making the playoffs. I don't know about them making the playoffs outright, but I I, I do like their chances in the plan. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking at how many good teams are on the West and how many teams got better, and the Lakers are not one of them. And the Lakers have proven that things can. And usually do go wrong with them. And so that's why I don't have them higher than the 8 seed. And I, I don't think, like, here's the thing. The Lakers at the, what were they, the 11 seed last year, everything had to go wrong. I don't think that's going to happen again. But I don't think everything's going to go right either. I think a mixture of things going right and things going wrong will happen to the Lakers. And when you look at that roster, you know, very top-heavy, but also not that good below that. So at the end of the day, a very okay roster. A very okay roster, a very okay roster with a mixture of things going right and things going wrong, you're an eight seed. (laughs) I think, I mean, I think you're not going to have to wait that long to know what the Lakers are. I think within the first 10 games of the season, you're going to know whether or not they bounce back. I think you're right about that. I think you're going to see, like, maybe not 10 games, maybe like 20, but like, like, I still agree with your point. Like. 20 is a fourth of the season. I think you're you're not going to need to see that much 
to know whether or not they're capable yeah, of enough. winning anything. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll really come down to like, their big matchups. If they have a game against yeah. against the Grizzlies, so they have a game against the Warriors or something like that, and then, and then you know, we'll see if they can step up and actually beat one of these teams. Because, yeah. you know, if you really do want to be a, a good team, you're going to have to beat the good teams. Yeah. Um, right now, I don't know how <laughs> it's going to go. Like, for how experienced and talented they're supposed to be, if they really are going to be a good team this year, they will start the season well they've had all of last year to suck like and and figure they had all of last year to figure their shit out if they can't figure their shit out right at the start of the season they're not going to okay yeah all right trust thank you coburn very much for that um is that all we have on the western conference um who do you think is going to win the tankathon that's a great question i was actually about to ask that to you who is going to They've done it before. They can do it again. Yeah, that's true. Do the Warriors get everyone hurt again so they can win another championship in two yes, years? Yeah. I mean, we would need we would have need the ones. Also, you know what? We don't need Victor Romayama. We already have him. His name is James, James Wiseman. Yeah. Um. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, who's gonna win the Tankathon? Uh. Let's just. You know, I I think it's gonna be the Magic. When I think about Wembenyama, and I just think about like they just got something Paolo. underwhelming is gonna happen, and they I think they're Paolo. gonna yeah. Paolo. I think it's gonna be the Magic. I think it's going to be the San Antonio Spurs because it's like you look at like Houston and OKC and Utah and Orlando and Indiana and Detroit. You know, it's like, okay, they ha- at least have one good player. San Antonio has, like, San Antonio is right. the least talented roster I have seen in a long time, if not ever. Their best player is probably Greg Popovich. <laughs> um, like, like if, 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 you're to bre- if you're to break it down by war... I think Greg Popovich probably is going to have the highest war this season. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I agree with what you're saying about the Spurs being the worst team in the league. I'm thinking about what's going to happen in the, when the lottery happens. And just I just feel the magic. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I just Fair feel enough. it. Like, like, the bottom three teams all have the same odds, I think, at the first um, at the first pick. I agree the Spurs are the worst team in the league. What do you think, Cody? I think the Spurs who, will finish with the worst record. Who do you easily think? Easily, the team to finish with the worst record is Houston. Houston. Because there's nothing functional about that organization right now. They don't have any good players. The good players that are there don't really want to be there. They didn't show any promise last year. Like, you you could guarantee Houston is not going to do anything this year. I don't know, man. I think... I think and that's a big market. And you want to talk about, like, a good place for... Out of the bottom feeders for when they ought to go, that Houston would be... A, I, I agree with well, that. If, if we believe that the lo- if we again. believe that the rot if we believe that the lottery is rigged, Houston is a good spot. Houston's a good spot. That's yeah. true. Um, however, I think Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, yeah, Jalen uh, Green and Jabari Sengun, yeah. who's who's like not bad anymore. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. I think his head screwed on straight. You know, like I think that you know, like look, Kevin Porter Jr. had a fifty point game. Like there's a chance for. Jalen Green to have a thirty point game and win some games. Like if I'm looking at a, a matchup between the Indiana Pacers. And, and the Houston Rockets. Yeah, I'm taking the Rockets. Right. Yeah. No. Like you know? I can. Like every all other 29 teams in the NBA, are, have a player who could be the best player on the Spurs. Most of them have two players who could be the best two players on the Spurs. <laughs> like the Spurs, stink. Like, you know, like the only player that's like, maybe above average is Keldon Johnson. Yeah. And. A team where, you know, like, here's the thing, like, I'd rather have Jalen Green than Kelton Johnson. I think I'd rather, maybe, actually, I, I, I do think I'd rather have Jabari Smith than Kelton Johnson. You're talking about this season? 
Over the course of the season. Not right now, but right. over the course of the season. Yeah. Um, I would. Um, and I could totally see Kellen Johnson being shut down after a week. Like, yep. after a week, San Antonio's go, yeah, we are not playing you. Sorry. Like, <laughs> you're, you know, you are going to win us three games, and that is three games more than we want to win. Yep. Um, well, I'm I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with Wimbiyama. I did not realize the highest paid player in the Spurs is Doug McDermott. <laughs> at Yikes. Thir- at 13 million. Whew. The second highest played player is Potelli. Who? Pertle? Potel. Pertle. 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 All right. That's um, not a lot of... Yeah, okay, so we've got a little bit more. We yeah, are we've got a lot more. Kind of going. Okay, well, what time? Have we been doing this like. Yeah, well, I, I, think, I think I think, I think this, this, it will start getting quicker now. Okay. Um. So. The play-in matchups I have predicted in the East, I have the 76ers defeating the Bulls in the 7-8 matchup, and then the Raptors defeating the Hornets in the 9-10 matchup. Uh, in the West, I have the Lakers defeating the Suns in the 7-8 matchup, and then the Mavericks defeating the Trailblazers in the 9-10 matchup. Um, those are pretty pretty non-conversation starters. I'm not even going to talk about yeah. those just because, like, who the fuck knows? Yeah, yeah fair we're, enough. We're very deep into yeah. our prediction here. right. And it also doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, in the in the 8-9 matchup in the play-in round, I have the Bulls defeating the Raptors. I, I think Lucas would disagree with that. Um, it's, it's, but we'll keep it brief. It's two games. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, I also have the Mavericks defeating the Suns. I am, I am kind of going all in on a Suns implosion um, going on. Um, if any of you have anything to say other than I disagree, uh, speak now or forever hold your peace. Don't care. This is two games that are going to happen in eight months. You're right. Um, okay, first round of the playoffs, I have the Cavaliers defeating the Bulls in six games. I have the Celtics defeating the 76ers in seven games, the Bucks defeating the Nets in seven games, and the Hawks defeating the Heat in seven games. A lot of seven-game matchups in the East because I think the East is getting more competitive again. Out West, I have the Grizzlies defeating the Mavericks in five games. The Clippers defeating the Lakers in six games. The Warriors defeating the Pelicans in six games. And the Timberwolves defeating the Nuggets in seven games. Do any of those matchups stand out to you guys? Because um, realistically, they'll probably from this list, there will probably be two or three that we see. I'm going to guess maybe one. The Mavericks losing in five. Something that's never really happened. You don't think that's going to happen? No. Luke is better. He hasn't lost that bad in the past. <laughs> He lost that well, bad lost Warriors. Six six games. Against <laughs> yeah, but that was the deep. Wait, 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 five. It was five. Five game, games against the Warriors on the first and round. his team got worse. They don't have Jalen Brunson yeah. anymore. Like this, you you miss this part, but we're we're kind of going with Luca's not going to stay healthy the whole season, and Dallas That's doesn't. Fair. Right. It is. Unfair. It, it's our podcast. We'll do. <laughs> I'll. I'll they got <laughs> Christian Wood. Oh. <laughs> I mean, someone who um, can put. Is good. Someone Jamel, who can put up. They still got Dwayne Woody, Tim Hardaway Jr. Christian yep. Wood is. I mean, every team, every team in the NBA has and if players there like is it. a team that is willing to make moves at the deadline with teams that are selling, it's the Mavericks. Yeah, I guess so. They are in no unless Luca were to get hurt, they're in no way tank mode. I don't think they're in tank mode. I don't think they're good. Well, I'm saying there's a lot of teams that are going to be racing for the bottom, trading their best players, and the Mavs are. Great team to capitalize on that. Yeah, I guess so. That's a good point. Um, okay, anything else? Okay. In the second round, I have the Cavaliers defeating the Hawks by a score of 4-2. to two. The Celtics defeating the Bucks 
uh, in seven games, the Grizzlies defeating the Timberwolves in six games, and the Warriors defeating the Clippers in five games. So any of these matchups. Uh, Ooh, Warriors really handing handing it to the Clippers. Yeah, because I, I don't think the Clippers are well-rounded enough to keep up with the Warriors. They got some, I, what do you I, mean? I, I think they're top-heavy. I think they've got some holes Whoa, in their starting lineup. hold on. Top-heavy? I think they're a very Who's their third-best player? John Wall. Okay, no. who's the Warriors' third-best player? Uh, Clay Thompson. <laughs> or Andrew Wiggins. Or, or Jordan, Jordan Poole. Or Draymond, or Draymond Green. Green. Well, I mean, and I, we don't know where Wiseman, Kaminga, and Moody will be at at the end of the season. Did you see Reggie Jackson in the playoffs? Against the Utah Jazz in 2021 when he embarrassed no, Rudy Gobert. No, I'm, I'm talking about this year. <laughs> Reggie Jackson was crazy, bro. Reggie, Reggie Jackson is, is a, good, is a good, good in the playoffs. I'm saying Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Ivica Zubac. <laughs> Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann. Yeah. The two, the two guys who embarrassed Rudy Gobert and ended his career. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> they got Covington. Whatever. They got Covington. Yeah, they got Robert Covington. They got Norman Powell. Those they guys are players, bro. Morris, and how many of those guys are going to get hurt? Brandon Boston, Amir. What do you mean? How many of those guys are going to get hurt? They still have Batum. Yeah, Batum. Batum is very good. Shooting guard out of Loyola Chicago. A fag. No, I, I, I totally disagree with player. the take that um, the Clippers are top heavy. I think they're one of the deepest teams in the league. <laughs> they were with this season. They were. I think they finished as what the nine or ten this season, and and they didn't have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That that proves to say that how deep they are. Like, how can you say that they're not deep? I don't know. I mean, it's like, like, look, I'll I'll tell you how deep they are. Right, Norman Powell, Zubac, Robert Covington, uh, Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann. Uh, we we missed some players here. Uh, uh Nick Batum, right? Um, these are all Nick great Batum, role players. Role players Luke also Kennard, that, that the Warriors were senior. Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard was in Boston. Cycling. Amir Coffey was a good rookie last year. Okay, I don't. Uh, these guys are. He was a good rookie last year. Uh, coffee? Okay, trust, trust. I mean, like, here's the thing. It's like, or he's not I think, rookie. I think I championships are won in your, in your, obviously your first best player, but like, and your second cool. best player. Okay. Also, no, I, like, like here's the thing. Like, I am very high on John Wall. I yeah, I, I know, and I I'm not. Um, I'm not high on a point guard who relies on the athlete on his athleticism who's coming off three years being injured and is in his thirties. Did you see him at the Dougie? Did you see that? <laughs> That's true. Did you see? And then did you see when they flash, they flash back to like 2016 <laughs> yeah. when he also hit the Dougie? Yeah. What I'm thinking here is he's gonna do what he did in 2016, right? Yeah. So let's just let's just assume that that's gonna happen. Okay. Um, no, but like if you know, you look at the Warriors' third, fourth, and fifth best player, way better than the Clippers' third, fourth, fifth, and best player. But okay, I agree. I just see the Clippers as a great team, um, and five games is not much. I know. All right, cool. Um, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that started a conversation. That is the point of our podcast. Uh, anything else? Do yes. you, you guys want to talk about a Celtics-Bucks rematch? No. No? Okay. Um, all right, conference finals. I have the Celtics defeating the Cavaliers in six games and the Warriors defeating the Grizzlies in seven games. Uh, I think that the Warriors will beat the Grizzlies quicker than that. Okay. <laughs> I'm on the other side on this one. Um, I think that we know how to beat the Grizzlies when we need to beat the Grizzlies. They beat I, us a few times, right? But, but the Grizzlies. I mean, here's the thing: the more the Grizzlies play us, the more they learn about us. The likelier it is that they'll put it together and get it right. Why? Why would the Grizzlies stand a better chance than the Clippers? Yeah, tell me that. Why would the Grizzlies stand a better like, chance? How are they deeper than the Clippers? I think I. They're better. I think they're better. How? Uh, last season. Okay, last season when 
Kawhi, Paul George, and everyone was hurt. I'm and they hadn't <laughs> added Covington or other or John Wall. Or John Wall. I mean, here's the thing. It's like yeah, they were better when you when you look at when you okay. It's like all right, I've got this team of five great players who were all hurt last season, but they're all gonna stay healthy this season. Are they? Didn't that happen to the Warriors last year from the year before? <laughs> that's Bro, facts. That's, that's facts. Right, and that's like, look like and, and they're and like that's why we're the fucking Warriors. That's why we're the Warriors, and the Clippers aren't but the Warriors. Th- like John Wall wasn't really hurt; he was just holding out. Like you're, if you're not going to trust Kawhi, yeah, but he, to be, he, Kawhi is. I do be trust Kawhi. Kawhi. I do trust Kawhi. I don't. George I don't think I trust Paul George. Minor issues. Paul George is very inc- Paul George is inconsistent. Yeah, but he's always... Paul George probably would have played if they were in a better spot. Yeah. yeah. Covington? There's no I, issues like, with Covington. I, he's also just not that good. He's um, a very good... Like, why... What do you have against Covington? He's a he wasn't big, that good. Uh, when, he, when, he got, when they traded him away from, from uh, Portland, he was, he was very bad at that point. Yeah, he was playing for Portland. Who was going to look good on Portland? Maybe he's, Lillard. He's, he's a, like... <laughs> If you just threw Draymond on Portland, do you think he'd look very good? Do you think Portland would be a three seed because Draymond's there? Covington's not that guy. He's a, good, he's a good piece. You're not that guy. Like, not every player has to be scoring thirty points. Some players got to play different roles. I think I think Grizzlies. I think Memphis is Memphis got a good team between between John Morant, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, and. You know, maybe they go get a center at the trade deadline. Maybe they try to get someone better than Steven Adams, or maybe, just or maybe, or maybe Brandon Clark steps up and they move J, Triple J to the five. Like honestly, like that Memphis team put it together last season, and I don't see them getting worse. Whereas with this Clippers team, you know, it's like you don't know what you're gonna get. Um, okay. All right, finals matchup. I've got a repeat of last year. I've got the Warriors beating the Celtics in six. How likely do you think this finals matchup is, and how likely do you think this prediction is to be right if this finals matchup occurs? You know, I definitely think that everything is very unlikely. However, these might be the two favorites, you know, yeah. uh, to start the year. So Crazy. I actually predict the favorites for once yeah. in, this, in this sheet. Um, I think that if there was anything that we had to bet on, it would probably be this. Uh, just like statistically speaking, what's... What is the likeliest the most matchup? likely to it's happen? Probably well, this. What happened last year? Um, yeah, yeah. Do you like, do you like the Warriors in six again? I think uh, you know it's hard for me to ma- for me to imagine a series of the Warriors against the Celtics, <laughs> but I think it might go to six. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's like I think I think Boston got better, but I also think that the Warriors are gonna be just as good, if not better, because I mean here's the like losing. Losing uh, Peyton and Porter stinks, but getting yeah, getting Dante, um, that'll help. Um, no, I think I, I really think Moody and Camille are going to step it up. And, you know, if Wiseman sucks, we ditch him like we ditched him last year. And if he's good, he can only help. Like my thing with Wiseman, he could only help mm-hmm. um, if he's going to stink. Yeah, like we don't need him. Like if he's going to stink, we don't need him. We proved that last year. So Wiseman can only help, I think. Moody and Kaminga are going to step it up. So I, I realistically think we're going to be, I think we're going to be better than last year because now we have a full, you know, like here's the thing, we were, you know, we're going to have a full season of hopefully everyone healthy. I, I know you guys are going to be like, oh, you can't say that if you say what you said about the Clippers. But like, yeah. but here's the thing, it's like, you know, now we know who we are again. Last season we didn't know who we were and we won a championship. Now we know who we are and we're going to play like it the whole season and we're going to prepare 
we're going to prepare like a team with championship with a championship as his goal for the whole season. And I think I think that'll do us a lot of good. So I I don't see us getting worse. I don't see the Celtics, you know, yeah, they got they got better, but they also have the head coach situation. Um so I don't, I don't see the Celtics being in any better spot to beat a Warriors team that's just as good if not better. All right. Let's talk about some individuals. Um, season awards. I originally had Luka Doncic as my MVP, um, but I ch- I changed it. I I changed it to John Morant because I realized the MVP cannot be a nine seed. And I think if John Morant plays a full season, putting up numbers like he did last year for the team with the best record in the NBA, I don't think John Morant is the most valuable player in the NBA. But the way that they hand out that award, if you are scoring over 25 a game and you lead your team to the best record in the NBA, you've got a great chance of winning MVP. Uh, yeah, I, I actually totally agree with that. I think John Morant has a great chance of being next year's MVP. Um, yeah, the other the other person who I see is Joel Embiid because they want to give it to, yeah. him, to Joel Embiid at this point. Um, the only way I don't see really it being Luka Doncic, John Morant, or Joel Embiid is if one of like the current... <laughs> Stars just has a great year and yeah. leads their team. Like another like lights a, out here, yeah. Yeah, like say you know, oh I don't know, Jimmy Butler plays better than he's ever played before, uh, for a whole season. And, yeah, and Miami ends up being the one seed. Yeah, then you know maybe. Um, yeah, I, I I like John Morant as a yeah. as a great. I think I think my like I originally wanted to go with either Embiid or Doncic, but I realized I'm not confident in their teams enough. Mm-hmm. Whereas with John Morant, I think he's a little bit behind. Don, yeah, I think Morant is a little bit behind Doncic and Embiid, but I think their I think their team is way ahead, and I think that's going to help him in the MVP race. Okay. Uh, defensive Player of the Year. I originally had Evan Mobley, but I changed it to Robert Williams the third. Depoy. I I feel like it's kind of just a shot in the dark. Feel free to disagree with me, but. Oh no, I think that's good. I think. Um, uh, well, fuck, man. We are not Gobert. allowed to. We are not allowed Honestly, to say his name. With that, that is that's, on that Minnesota team. He's gonna have a, with a lot of hype and good yeah. news around him. Yes, if they play well, have... if they play well, they'll think, "Oh shit, guess who's help?" You know, it's yeah. it's Rudy Gobert. Uh, so yeah, I think Rudy Gobert's got his chance to go for four, four deep points. I would. Oh my um, god, dude! I, but what do I what do I have to do if Rudy Gobert wins a fourth deep point? Let's 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 get this on record now. Okay, what do you have to do if Rudy Gobert Dyer wins hair. a fourth deep point? Dyer. Dyer hair. Uh, I think I Timberwolves. I think I'll run a nudie from our house to to the to chap to Debs and back. To yeah, uh, I will. I will run the length of Ivy naked and back. Well, let's if. do something you're actually gonna do. Yeah, you probably wouldn't do that. Should I? Should I get that tattoo? Tattoo of no, what? You won't get. Should tattoo. I get insert below on my uh, as a, as a tramp stamp? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I don't think I'll do that. Um, or <laughs> dye your hair. Dye your hair. Property of Rudy Gobert tattooed on my ass. Dye your hair blue and white. Um, you have to. How about you just have to buy a Rudy Gobert jersey? Okay, and you have to wear it. Yeah, deal through the whole playoffs. Well, you, when are we? When are we gonna get that deep I think, boy? I think it's does that come out? Uh, it comes out like the first or second round. Okay, you have to buy a Rudy Gobert jersey. You have to. They, wear they, it. they scrapped the award show at the after the end of the season, right? I do. I don't know. Um, yeah, because I remember Embiid was or uh, uh, sorry, uh, Jokic was named MVP like in the second round. Like, right after he got bounced. You just have to wear it, okay? Okay. All right. Um, Deal. Yeah, uh, in terms of the actual deep boy, I like Robert Williams here. Robert Williams is probably the best defensive player on the Celtics. The Celtics have the best defense in the league. Last year, they gave it to Marcus Smart, 
and a lot of people didn't like that. Yeah, um, and Robert, Robert Williams really like introduced himself to the, the world in the finals. Oh wow! This Legal year, I, I really I, I thought about I thought about yeah. Adebayo too. I, I was I was thinking between Adebayo, Mobley, and Dude, Rob Will. I don't know about the Mobley take. You only saw? I mean, Jared Allen is better at defense. Mobley is thirty five or Allen is thirty five to one. Mobley is twelve to one. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. And I know he's getting a lot of blocks. Oh, guess who's smart and guess who's well, Mobley's stupid. Mobley's going to play more minutes on that <laughs> yeah. team. More time to accumulate. Oh, it's probably true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Rookie of the year? I put Jaden Ivey just because I, I see him as the most explosive rookie. You know, with, with Brancaro and Smith, I think they were drafted higher because they have higher floors. But I think Jaden Ivey, more explosive. That's why I have him as rookie of the year. I like Jaden Ivey, too. Um... I also, I mean, yeah, I think Ben Caro. I don't really see Smith just because Smith is sort of a three and D type of guy, yeah. um, and really, unless he changes the way he plays, like he's a great shooter, and but you're not going to win Rookie of the Year as just being a right. Like good, you, 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 you need to be more focal. Yeah, and I don't think Jabari Smith is going to be focal enough. Yeah, uh, with with Jalen Green. Yeah, um, I like Jaden Ivey. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, most improved, I have OG Ananobi. That's that's wow. a random pick. It is, but but isn't that kind of the point of MIP? Yeah, you got to pick someone random who's not going to be random anymore. Yeah, um, like here's the I I think there is a, you know, Toronto's good, but you know guys like Siakam and Van Vliet they're ahead of Ananobi right now, but they're not so good enough to the point where if Ananobi, like improves, he can totally overtake them. Okay. Uh, in 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 the Raptors hierarchy, you're right. It is a random pick, like. Who like but it's like who would you pick for MIP? Like I, that's a great question. Wait, what, look at MIP. Can, can you pull up the odds for MIP? Yeah. And I I feel like even the favorite's gonna have like very low odds. Yeah. Just how, like, how would you like know? like it, it's it's a very uh, difficult to predict. Oh oh, I have a pick. Be Wait no no that... hold on before before you see the odds, I have a very yeah, solid there's, pick. There's people that make sense on it. Cade Cunningham, that's my number. They one. don't give it to second years. No. Mm-mm. I okay. mean it's, it's it's not a rule, but it never happens. Okay, Cade Cunningham would be the guy that I think... They gave it to John last year, right? He's a third year. Yeah. The, the year before. No. No, last year he got it. Yeah, it was last year. Um, <coughs> the favorites, Halliburton, followed by Anthony Edwards, Zion, Jalen oh. Brunson. Zion. I, I, I don't think... I don't. Maxie, I can't see them, I can't see them giving it to Zion. Maxie's a good pick. I like Maxie. 25 is like six Yeah. Can I see that? Yeah, all the odds are very high, though. Yeah. Um, Halliburton solid. Anthony, I, I really like Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is very good too. Uh, that's another one. Like, oh, if the T Wolves do good, yeah, they're Anthony gonna. Edwards we gotta blame very, someone, right? Yeah. Kelvin Johnson in the um, what? Well, he's gonna be yeah, the only good player. On that yeah, team. assuming they but let him play. That's assuming. That's assuming also because you don't give the the MIP to the thirteen seed. Someone on the thirteen. Yeah, seat, I think that. Anthony Edwards is the best. Bet. Yeah, and you know what? They're starting yeah. to give MIP to better and better players. Because exactly. Look at John Moran. Last because time. Ja won it when he led a good Memphis yeah. team. And it's kind of like... Minnesota's going to yeah. be better, and they're going to be good, and Anthony Edwards is not going to be... Luka Doncic, is, didn't Luka Doncic win it a year or two ago? And if Anthony Edwards has a top 20 season in the NBA, he's probably going to get it. That's a good pick. Yeah. Just place a bet on that, Coburn. Yeah. Um, I, I, I actually, yeah, I think... Uh, all my money. All my money, I'm going to win. All I think uh, Anthony Edwards... Take, take all your winnings from fantasy baseball. Become a crazy Anthony Edwards fan. Uh, I would win, year. like, 10 grand. Wait, don't you have, like, Anthony Edwards cards? Whose cards do you have? 
I'm not rich enough to have those cards. Oh, okay. That shit's expensive as fuck. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no. MIP is starting to go to like better and better players. Actually, I, I like the Anthony Edwards take. Um, good take. Uh, six man, Jordan Poole. Had to do it. Trust. Trust. Like, like... If he, if he is a six, if he qualifies as a right, six man, yeah. I think it's a great pick. Yes. Um, not only did I have to do it because I have to do it because he's that guy, but I also think like that's a very rational. End. No, absolutely. And and all I've been seeing from this offseason, like him, him like putting in the work and just like, and also these He wants that extension. Games, these preseason games, bro, he is playing as well as Steph Curry. Like, he's yeah. a favorite. He's a favorite? Yeah. And then we got Tyler Hero. You just got to hope he keeps coming off the bench. Yeah. Exactly. That's right, yeah. Story. Who, no, which, which it's like Tyler Hero is the other option too. Six man is yeah. If they're the favorite for six man, should they really be coming off the bench? Exactly. Right. Well, yeah. Drew, I mean that's the thing. It Jordan, is. It Jordan is a bit of probably a, has bit the of best, a conundrum. Best situation because Clay Thompson. <laughs> right. You don't not start Clay Thompson. Right. Yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like Tyler Hero could much more quickly get to a point where it's like, all right, you have to start me. Yes. Tyler Hero could get to that point way before Poole does. Because Poole could play significantly better than Clay Thompson, and it doesn't matter. Right. Like. We'll just put, I think I think I think the likeliest scenario is if Poole plays out of his mind, what they do is they slide everyone down, Green at the five, Wig at the four. They they do the death lineup. Well, but that, that's the lineup that they're going to do during the ends of the ends of the games. But if you look at the starting lineup for this whole year, um, Coach Kerr is just he loves Kevon Looney, yeah, which yeah. is okay. He started. I love Kevon Looney. <laughs> he started eight games here. No matter what, start center. Yeah, you probably you probably no, start. No the teams don't start a center, whether or not they play one minute. Yeah, pool pool is probably the best pick here. Yeah, um, coach of the year, I've got JB Bickerstaff of the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is assuming the Cavaliers are great, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, if I'm gonna if if the Cavaliers are great, their coach will win coach of the year. Yes. Um, would you like to go over all NBA teams or no? No. Okay. All right. So for the final segment of our NBA predictions. I will be going or I will I will be doing my top twenty NBA players and I will be receiving uh, feedback, mostly critique, uh, from my two peers. Uh, would it be better to do it uh, top to bottom or bottom to top? Um, let's go bottom to top. Give the people a little suspense. All right, yeah, yeah, I'm with that. All right, we have already seen these. We have gone over these a little bit, um, but there are some things that I need to get out there. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, so I've, I've also broken it into tiers. Um, so the bottom tier of my top 20, I've got two veterans who are number twos on their team, but they could be number two, number ones on a lot of other teams. Number 20, I've got Kyrie Irving. Number 19, I've got Paul George. Um, yeah, I think I agree. I think those are guys that are around at that level. Um, anyone that I think, I don't th- there's no one really popping into my mind that I need to have there. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see by the end of the year. You know, potentially Carl Anthony Towns or, or like we were saying, uh, Anthony Edwards. Oh, I don't know about Jalen Brown. Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards is who I was thinking too. Anthony Edwards might eventually be there. Um, by the way, this this isn't this isn't um, yeah, I haven't I done just, this I is from last year, names. but just some just some names to get some ideas going. Michael Porter. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Sexton. <coughs> Excuse me. Sexton could be good. <coughs> I mean, yeah, Sexton could put up crazy numbers though, Mobley. but like Mobley, could, Mobley could, could improve a lot and still not be top twenty though. <laughs> Jaron Jackson, if he really is the second best player on the best team in the NBA, second best, I think it's I think on it's, the best record in the NBA. I think it's uh, Bain, Desmond Bain. 
You're a big Bane fan. I'm All right. I have so fan. many Desmond Bane rookie cards. Dude, that's insane. <laughs> that's hype. That's good. That's yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so in this next tier, I have you know long-term All-Stars. These guys are going to be All-Stars year in, year out for a long time. Um, they haven't yet proven that they can be the number one guy on a championship team, but they certainly have that in their ceiling. Um, they're good players. Here we go. Number 18, Donovan Mitchell. Number 17, Devin Booker. Number 16, Zion Williamson. And number 15, Trey Young. Um, okay. Zion should be at the bottom of this list. Um, and I think that's because Devin Booker, first of all, had a top five MVP season last year. Um, he put up, I believe, what will be way better numbers than what Zion's going to put up this year. And he'll do it, Zion will probably do it more efficiently. Um, but he's going to be on a, on a better team. Devin Booker is a very, 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 very important part of his team. Um, I, just, I think Devin Booker is better than Zion. Donovan Mitchell, same thing. He has, he's done it for multiple seasons. I think we, I don't think that he's as efficient. I think that I would put, I would, if I was to rank this list, I would. Donovan Mitchell is also not good at defense. That's also true. Maybe Donovan Mitchell and Zion around, around the same. I would put Trey Young at number one. He led the league in points and assists this year. We'll get into who the next person is at number 14. Yeah. Because that is ridiculous. Um, Trey Young at number 15. Then I've got Devin Booker. And then I've got Donovan Mitchell. And then I've got Zion Williamson. I mean, my thing with Zion is his sophomore season, that was his first full season. Also, wait, hold on. Is Zion really better than Paul George? I think so. Bro. In, and as, at 20 years old, at 20 years old, Zion Williamson put up 27 a game on 60%. Great, great efficiency. You're right. You're right. Zion Williamson okay. is capable of doing incredibly crazy things. Okay, but if I'm drafting in 2K, I'm taking Paul George. Okay. All right. Noted. Should I, should I move Paul George up to number one? You should. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. This next tier I've got, uh, these are these guys are veterans, um, been in the league a long time, been all-stars many, many years, um, but they still are looking to prove that they can be the best player on a championship team. Um, with the exception of maybe one of them. Um, number 14, James Harden. Number 13, Damian Lillard. Number 12, Anthony Davis. Number 11, Jimmy Butler. So Davis does have that ring, but did he do it as the best player? Probably not, in my opinion. Um, okay, here, the obvious thing that is completely wrong with this entire list is James Harden. James Harden should be number 20 on this list. Um, in no world is he better than Trey Young. Uh, I think... It's not even close. I would even say that Dr- that Trey Young is Trey Young is better than James Harden. Trey Young is probably better than Damian Lillard at this point. Uh, I would probably put Trey Young at thirteen, Damian Lillard, and then I think James Harden goes below Kyrie Irving at this point because he did not have a great season last year. Um, he's taken a, a huge step back on the defensive end. His athleticism is just simply not there. And he already didn't. He also, already wasn't in a great place in defense. Yes, yeah. exactly. His efficiency you know also has gone a yeah. lot down. He's just not the same James Harden that we saw before. Um, and I think we'll probably see a lot more of that this year. He's not yeah. MVP level James Harden anymore. Yeah. You know what? I honestly think you're right. I'm I'm willing to move down Harden and Lillard, honestly, to like the same tiers Paul George and Kyrie Irving. Um, yeah, Lillard had another maybe, very down season, yeah. too. Well, I mean, he was hurt the whole time. I think, you know, Lillard obviously wasn't good last season, but I don't think it's fair to yet say, oh, yeah, he will be bad. Like, I, I think right, it's right. very... He, he needs a bounce back. It's, yeah. It's, it's, he, he does need one, but it's very po- like it's very possible. Uh, Anthony Davis, um, 
yeah, I don't know. I think I might have been a little high on him. I don't think I overrated him as much as I did Lillard and Harden. But Davis at 12 is generous. Uh, Butler at 11, though, I think is a good spot for him. I agree. He's not He's not a person who is going to shoot great efficiency. He doesn't really put up amazing numbers in the regular season. But, but you see playoff Jimmy Butler, he can he can drag his team to yeah. a win. And, and that, 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 that's, that's a very, is, very you know? valuable. You know, I think being able to drag your team through playoff wins is like the most valuable skill in the NBA. Absolutely. And that's what Kawhi Leonard does. Yeah. And that's why he's so good. So, yeah, um, yeah I agree with those. Too. All right. We are entering the top 10 now. Uh, this tier is another two-man tier. Um, and these are blossoming uh, MVP candidates. Um, number ten, John Morant. Number nine, Jason Tatum. Um, yeah, I'm. I might say Jaw over Tatum. I might also say Tatum's more in that tier of Jimmy Butler, Anthony Davis. Um, but you know, it's it's not bad. I, 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 I think, think it's yeah. really it's really a toss up. I think Jason that, Tatum's that point right there. I think Jason Tatum's playoff track record uh, puts him above Jaw. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. It's close agree though. Very close though. Players, like, though. like if 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 you if I saw rankings with it switched around, I wouldn't I wouldn't raise a flag on. Yeah, it. Um, I definitely think that these two players though clearly fall just out of the top eight. Yes, the top eight players in the league are all top five players in the league. Yes, exactly. There are there are eight top four players in the NBA. Yes. Um, all right. Yeah. So this this tier is the the top tier, and there are eight people in this tier. These are MVP candidates. And here it goes. Uh, number eight, this might rub some people the wrong way, but at number eight is Joel Embiid. Number seven is Kawhi Leonard. Number six is LeBron James. Number five is Luka Doncic. Number four is Nikola Jokic. Number three is our boy Steph Curry. Number two, Kevin Durant. And number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Um, yeah, so here... Lots of debate here. I agree. Okay. I'd like to bring up a previous quote from one Ryan Greenberg, <laughs> who said that you can't rank a player who hasn't played in the last year above legit stars. Something along those lines. You guys can go back and listen yeah, to that, it. Yeah, that, that's a paraphrase Kawhi quote Leonard, and taken horribly out of context. Right, Kawhi Leonard is ranked above Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, who finished second in MVP voting last year. Um... I really, really, I don't know. I think Kawhi has potential to be one of the best players in the league. If I you're think talking about all of these players. Come playoff players, time, who would you rather have? It depends. I, that's the thing is, I don't know. Because Kawhi Leonard has been hurt for an entire year again. And and what happened the last time he was hurt? You're making me repeat myself. Right. Uh, but it's, it's, it's the second. He had time. the best playoffs of all time. Torres Achilles. Um he tore, he tore his uh, ACL. ACL. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think that we just can't say yet. We have to. We have to. Wait I don't know. Kawhi, Kawhi has done enough to prove it for me. He has two Finals MVPs. One of them came in his first season with a new team. In his first season after a year off from injury, like Kawhi Leonard is. I have zero concerns with him. But you're willing to write off John Wall. How many? How many? How many Finals MVPs does John Wall have? How many... Uh, and how many of them did he get after he got hurt? How many um, Rex and Duggies does Kawhi Leonard have? <laughs> hey, man, he's a New Balance athlete. He's a he's, fun he's guy. Swaggy. He's swaggy. You know he's actually guy. a fun guy, is John Wall. He's a pretty he's fun, a fun guy. guy. They're, they're both fun guys. Um, okay, well, yeah, that's, 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 that is what it is. LeBron might be lower than both of these players. We'll yeah, see. I mean, this, this whole top eight is 
relatively interchangeable. Right. Like, like imagine each spot with like a plus or minus of like two or three. Yeah. Um, the only one that I also fully am, am kind of here on, I definitely think that right now Steph Curry is a better player than Kevin Durant. Um, and we talked about this before, but I'm not I, against that. I believe the way that Steph Curry impacts winning is much more impactful than, than Kevin Durant. There's, I really don't see anyone saying, Oh, you know, who would I rather have on my team picking Kevin Durant over Steph Curry, just because Steph Curry, he draws an entire defense towards him and he opens up so much. Yeah. And he Steph Curry definitely enables, you enables his teammates. Like Steph Curry gets the best out of his teammates more than any of these players. Yeah. I agree that Kevin Durant is a more like, basketball skilled player than Steph mm-hmm. Curry. He's got more skills than Steph Curry does. He's better at more things. But I think that Steph Curry is going to win you more games. Um, yeah. And therefore, he's just a better player. Also, coming off of a championship finals MVP season, it's just and a season where Kevin Durant got swept in the first yeah. round as the best player of his team. It's really hard to say that Kevin Durant is better than Steph Curry right now. So I would say that. Other than that... I think if Kevin Durant stayed healthy the full regular season, though, he would have won MVP. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Durant, I mean, Kevin Durant, like Kawhi Leonard, has is, is proven he's not, other than, you know, the, that four-game playoff sample. But, you know, uh, until that, Kevin Durant had showed no signs of slowing down. Um, he's still Kevin Durant. Like, Kevin Durant is like... He's still him. Yeah. I agree. Good. I agree he's still him. I just think Steph Curry's hammer. Okay. <laughs> he's hammer for dead. Yeah, not against, not against that. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got Doncic and Jokic in that mix. I think in that mix, I think Giannis at number one. He's earned it. Um, you know, Jokic and Doncic, I do have them above LeBron, Kawhi, Joel. I don't have them above Steph and KD. I think Jokic is better than Doncic. I've got I've got that where it's at. Um, that wasn't, you know, I, that wasn't really that arbitrary. I, I, I think that I did that with a little bit of intentionality. Uh, what do you think about our two uh, Eastern European friends? Um, yeah. Uh, no, I think Jokic is probably better than Doncic at this point. And do you like having both of them between Steph and Katie and LeBron, Kawhi, Joel? I agree they're both better than LeBron at this point. I would say in terms of the Kawhi, we still really don't know. I think they're both better than Joel Embiid. Um, I definitely think they're not better than Steph Curry. Yeah. Cool. I think it's great. All right. Um, well, that just about does it for player predictions. Uh, one thing, though, we do want to touch up on before the start of our NBA season is the little uh, kerfuffle between um, my two favorite NBA players. This this broke my heart. Um, the the Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole. And we as Warriors fans, we as deterministic particles, we have a responsibility to help our team here. It's true. And we're just going to say it like it is. It's not a big deal. These are grown men, and they are professional athletes, and they have championship aspirations. And the culture in the Golden State Warriors organization will enable these players to be mature adults and put this behind them and we'll make sure that this doesn't allow the you know allow the team to break up over this um and and yeah so don't make it a big deal guys um because everyone making it a big deal it doesn't become a big deal until everyone makes it a big deal and we don't want that um so let's just put it in the past uh not pick sides here um and uh yeah i mean this was this was a very tough very tough notification. Imagine being a devout Christian and then getting a, a Woj bomb that said, you know, Jesus punched St. Peter in the face. Jesus um, punches God. Yeah. The, the, you know, 
you know, internal discipline to come from the Pope later this week. Like, <laughs> like imagine, imagine being a devout Christian and reading that. That sucks. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I think that we are overreacting to this. Everyone yeah. needs to chill. It's the not fuck a big out. deal. Let's move on. The Warriors are still the Warriors. Jordan Poole and Draymond Green are still best friends. Everyone on the Warriors roster is best friends with each other. Warriors and four. Warriors and three. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Also, also, all these players. Don't fucking tell me you're not. You know, I know what you're doing, John Moran. Okay, you're tweeting. Oh, I wouldn't let this happen to me, bro. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, John Moran. Yes, you would. First of all, <laughs> second of all, you're just saying that so so something happens. Nice blow, bro. That's a little low. If you're talking to me, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you don't actually care. You don't actually care. Yeah. You would have let that happen to you. Yeah. Let's let's let's, let's get that over with right now. Yeah. You're just trying to stir up some shit so that it makes. Uh, Bob Myers suspend. Yeah, Draymond Green. Nah, Bob, but guess what? It's not. It ain't gonna happen. Bob Myers has got a plan. He is like he is the greatest mastermind in all sports. Don't you worry. Everything is under control as it always has been. And you know what's gonna happen? Game one. Jordan Poole and Draymond Green are gonna play in the same game, and I'm sure Draymond Green's <laughs> gonna dime up Jordan Poole for a three. Like, and they and they're gonna high five, and everyone will. It'll all be in the past like a ponytail. Facts. All right, um, I think that just about does it for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we're very glad to be up and running with season two, uh, and we are we are almost at the uh, the holy the holy days of uh, the high holy days of sports because NHL just tipped or uh, faced off today. We've got NFL, NBA is coming soon, MLB playoffs, MLB playoffs. So very soon we will have all four sports uh, concurrent. We will make sure to deliver an episode where we touch all our bases. Uh, and that'll be a good one, so make sure not to miss that. Uh, yeah, good times, good times on the way for Unentitled Sports, good times on the way for all sports. Um, so yeah, anything, anything else you want to, you want to say before signing off? Um, if you got this far listening, what should we do? We should give a little present. Should we do, should we do a giveaway? Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually serious. Okay, the first person to text us the code word... We'll at least Venmo them what five dollars. Five bucks, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'll, if you text you'll... us the code word, you get you get ten dollars. Yes. That means you listen. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell anybody about this. Yeah. Like at all. It's you listened all the way. There's yeah. no way yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas. If you listened all the way, what's the code word? Uh. Sam Adams. Sam Adams. It's because there's a beer right here. Sam Adams. Um, if anyone texts the first person texts either me or Lucas Sam Adams you get 10 whole dollars 10 bucks alright alright see you next time till next time signing off